Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And now. From the worldwide headquarters in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Streaming around the internet on Blog Talk Radio. It's the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast with your hosts, Emerson and Brian Whitner. Hey, Brian. Knock, knock. Hey, Emerson. Who's there? I love Doctor. You love Doctor Who? I thought you do. Wow, you screwed that I... one up. <laughs> really? Right, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Oh, for the love of Christ. <laughs> oh, God. See, now you deserve our new opening theme song. Now I don't feel so bad. This is okay. the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I should have you two record an opening for my show now. Wow. There it is. Yeah, I thought that. This is Emerson Show. This is Emerson Show. It's the best show ever that stars Emerson. Emerson Shaw. I approve. <laughs> Yay! You suck, Brian. <laughs> we don't know Brian at all. We don't, we don't know, know him at all. We've never seen him in person. But if you want us to say something bad about Brian, we can say he should suck on a well-lubricated horse cock. Suck on that horse cock, Brian. Deep throat that motherfucking horse cock, Brian. And then when you're done, it will splooge in your mouth and you'll just swallow that shit down. Yeah, yeah, Brian, suck it down. You dirty son of a bitchy whoremonger, Brian! What do you have against Brian? <laughs> I don't know, I've got to that go That is going to be the lesser known uh, second verse. That's going to be our new opening every week. <laughs> yes, that is our new opening every week, and Brian now deserves it. <laughs> Brian, what do you think of our new uh, opening? Brian has left the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Emerson Whitner. I will be joined in a minute by the only person who can keep screwing up the punchline to jokes, my brother, Brian Whitner. I would normally ask Brian at this point, how's he doing? He would normally say, I'm good. And it's like, oh, that's good. See, I can have the conversation without him here. Um, so Brian will be here in just a minute or two. And this is the 48th episode of our show. We are closing in on 50 episodes. Our 50th episode 
will be a week from this Monday, a special night, a sun or sorry, Sunday, Monday, March sixteenth, at eleven thirty p.m. So about half an hour after Raw ends on the East Coast, and uh, we're going to have uh, something special that night. I want to get Brian back on the air because why isn't he calling in? I'm going to explain to everyone what's going on. What the hell's his phone number? Um, <laughs> let's see here. I'm going to call him now. This is the best show that includes Emerson. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Brian, are you there? Yes. Okay. Where the hell did you go? Why would you hang up? Because I didn't like the new t- opening. I protested. it. Uh, no, Matt, come on. Matt sung that song out of the goodness of his heart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you should be thanking Lauren and Matt for singing our new theme song. Nope. Wow. How ungrateful. I'm going to have to tell them that. Please do. I will. So I was telling everyone about our 50th episode coming up in two weeks. I'm excited for it. And, uh, yeah, I was telling everyone, uh, tell everyone about the date again, Brian. Monday, uh, March 16th. That's the day before St. Patrick's Day. Live mm-hmm. at 11.30. Here on blogtalkradio.com. What are you eating, Brian? A sweet pickle. A sweet pickle. I see eat pickles almost every week on this show. You know, you can eat pickles before I, the show, right? I, I did. Huh. I, I I I had some pickles beforehand, and I had a tuna fish sandwich beforehand, and now I'm eating, still eating some pickles. By the way, when was the last time you took part in a knock-knock joke? Uh, like an actual one, not that one that involves with my kids? Well, that works too, because, you know, if your kids say knock-knock, uh, who's there... Bill, you don't say uh, Bob. You say Bill who? Yeah. Or, uh, thank you for messing up our opening joke. I'm sorry, Emerson. Uh, so anyway, back to our I will 50th try not to mess ep- it up again. This is what happens when I get you involved with the opening. <laughs> sorry, Emerson. Uh, I fell. Back I'm to our sorry. 50- Going back to our 50th episode, uh, you know, what our topic is going to be that night, um, I'm going to have George Norrie of Coast to Coast AM tell us what the uh, issue is going to be that night. Talking about the possibility of a plague in Eastern Europe. Is it real? Is it man-made? Could it come here? Also, giants and demons and some other issues with none other than Stephen Quayle next. On Coast to Coast AM. Yes, we're going to be discussing a plague in Eastern Europe. Sounds interesting. Actually, the the possibility of a plague in Eastern Europe. 
No, okay, I think he said nah, Russia 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 Russia. possibility. What was that? Yes, it's a possibility of a plague in Eastern Europe. But actually, we're going to be discussing giants and demons and some other issues. But, you know, not the giants, demons, and some other issues that the folks over at Coast to Coast AM discuss. We're going to be discussing wrestling giants and wrestling demons and some other wrestling issues. And, of course, you know, it's funny. I I made the match list, and it took me forever to think of another demon other than the WCW demon. Yep. It is hard. I mean, technically, I mean, Sting is technically a demon character, but no, really. I had to go. I had to go with uh, uh, Kane. Uh, and yeah. so, and so that night is basically going to be wrestling outsiders meet wrestle crap because, oh boy, <laughs> do we have some shit to watch that night? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun night. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Actually, I did include one. I did include one good match. Yes, you did. Brock Lesnar and the Big Show in a stretcher match. Yeah, I'll give you credit where credit's due, but yeah. I haven't watched that match in a few years. It was good a few years ago. God knows how it's going to be now. I don't think I ever saw that. Well, it I don't think was I ever saw good. the thing, so yeah. Uh, Brian, so tonight we're back with part three of our history of WrestleMania. Uh, in an hour, we're going to be halfway through all the WrestleManias. I'm excited. I know. And speaking of <laughs> WrestleMania, you know, in three weeks from tonight, I'm going to be flying to Santa Clara. Yeah. Yep. For our sh- And we are going to be doing a show that night just um, I'm going to be in the air during our normal scheduled time, uh, so it's obviously going to be pre-recorded. Nice. Okay. How long is our WrestleMania pre-show? Our WrestleMania what? How long is it? I, I said also oh, uh, our WrestleMania pre-show, you said. It was also going to be Oh, yeah, we're going to be recording. Yeah, yeah. The, the plan right now, and Brian and I will get together to actually figure out dates, but I'm thinking the plan right now, since I've got an early flight on Wednesday morning, and I'm working until late Tuesday night, is Tuesday night just record both shows. And stay up all night. Well, me, yeah. I expect you to either go to I'm sleep or go to work. I'm going to be up all night. Well, I'll be okay. all right. So. Yeah. We've done Hopefully. it before. <laughs> yeah. And this time, Brian, we'll unfortunately, though, we'll yeah, this time I can't let you... Yeah, this time I can't let you get drunk off your ass, though. Okay, I promise I will not. Yeah, because I have to act if I'm still at work. Yeah, so. Now, Brian, your assignment assignment was to watch WrestleMania 15 and lead the discussion tonight about that show. Um, Did you watch it? Nope, I forgot to. (laughs) (sighs) I'm going to be honest with you. Wow. This is why I need a new co-host, ladies and gentlemen. At least I'm honest with you. I said I forgot to watch it. I could have been bullshitting my way through it. my way through it. Actually, you normally bullshit your way through this show, so why would that be? Not all the time. Not all the time. Often enough. Um, Well, we left off last week's episode with... uh, 
you know, Bret Hart winning the WWF title at the end of WrestleMania 10. Um, fireworks are going and, off. Fireworks going off. Owen Hart standing very angrily in the aisle. And, yes. you know, the start of a new generation. And yes. then who did Bret Hart actually lose the title to? Bob Backlund. 42-year-old Mr. Bob Backlund. To be perfectly honest, you know, I was a big fan of Mr. Backlund, as you know, as Brian was and whatnot. So, but I mean, still, uh, it was a unique way to get the title off breath. Yeah. And so that led us into WrestleMania 11 with the double main event of Diesel versus Shawn Michaels, the new WWF champion Diesel versus Shawn Michaels, and Bam Bam Bigelow, one-on-one, with future NFL Hall of Famer, Lawrence Taylor. Ha, classic. It was a classic slobber knocker. Well, the funny thing is, that match was probably the second best match on the show. Maybe third best. (laughs) Um, WrestleMania 11 from the Hartford Civic Center. um, And... It was one of those, just, it was a bad show. Like, yeah. Like, Bret Hart says that his match with Backlund on this show is probably his worst pay per view match of his career, well, at least up until the Vince match. And, you know, he's not lying. No. Because when a Bret Hart. Yeah. It's funny because if the rest of the card was any good, Bret probably would have had the worst match on the show. But because exactly. it was just a show full of crap, he was yes. still like the fourth best match on the show. Sad. Very sad. Um, this show uh, had a myriad of mid-90s celebrities, including Nicholas Turturro of NYPD Blue and the scourge of my life as a child, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Funny. Now, now for people who may not remember, um, uh, for people who may not remember, um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the mid '90s, uh, really, really cute teenage boy that every girl crushed on, and of course. Me being a then 10, 11-year-old boy and, you know, starting to like girls and whatnot, was pissed that, you know, all the girls would rather be with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. As opposed to you. Still there, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, now when I go quiet, you you should probably say something. I did. You didn't hear me. No. What did you say? Still didn't hear you, Brian. I said, as opposed to you, yes, every girl loves JTT. Yes. Is that better or worse than every girl liking JTG? Yeah, I don't know. I'll get back to that one. How about JT Smith? Who's that? He was a guy in ECW. Oh, no, probably worse than that. Okay. Um, So that was that um, he was on the show, as was Pamela Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. 
And the whole storyline was Shawn Michaels having won the Royal Rumble. He got to have Pamela Anderson escort him to the ring at WrestleMania. But then they wisened up and realized, why would we have our top heel walk to the ring with the hottest girl on the show? This is true. Which now, didn't really keep any other female. What was that? I said, which really didn't involve any other females. Besides Salt and Peppa. Nope, so at the end of the match, uh, Diesel, of course, won, retained the title. And uh, even Sean's girl, uh, Jenny McCarthy, turned his back on Sean and celebrated with Big Daddy Cool. That fast. I know. And the main event, you know, LT versus Bam Bam, it was good for what it was. Um, Everybody had pretty much figured out in advance Obviously, Taylor was going to win. Um, by the way, uh, Lauren just replied back to me saying, how dare you be ungrateful about not liking our new opening. Sorry. Um, and so it's funny because in order to get Hunter, or in order to get Bam Bam to agree to do the job for, this, for Taylor, uh, they said they were going to turn him babyface and push him as a main event babyface. Well, the problem with that is they then had absolutely no heels because they also turned Sean babyface the next night. So on the babyface side, you had uh, Brett, Sean, Diesel, Undertaker, and Razor Ramon, and then you had Bam Bam Bigelow, and then for the second place you had, uh, or for the heels, you had Sid. Mm-hmm. What a great what what a great heel that side that way. was. I yeah. know. Yeah, it's, One man wrecking crew. Yeah. Um and so yeah, and then you had Sid, comma, Mabel, Tatanka. Like, no wonder WF sucked so much in nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Well the mid nineties it just sucked. Well, you know, at least until a few months earlier, they still had, you know, Sean has a heel, they had Diesel as a heel, and then they turned both of them face along with Bam Bam, and, you know, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, also on the show was uh, Owen Hart's first WWF title win, teaming with Yokozuna to beat the Smoking Guns. And just They're returning what was that? I said the returning Yokozuna. Yes, he was gone after uh, um, uh, losing the casket match, the Undertaker at Survivor Series. He then went off and gained about 50 pounds. I was going to say, I think he gained more than 50 pounds. Well, I was being nice by saying 50. <laughs> um, Very nice. And that... Uh, and so that was the uh, uh, that was that uh, the show had so had a whole shitload of technical issues. Uh, they had Jim Ross in a darkened part of the arena interviewing people as they left the ring. They had uh, audio going in and out the whole night. Vince McMahon tried introducing the woman to sing "America the Beautiful," and his mic wouldn't work. Um, it was just amazing. 
Plus, they had Shawn Michaels throwing a temper tantrum because of all of the uh, photographers at ringside were getting in his way. Wham. So, I know. That was one of many Shawn Michaels temper tantrums on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Wham. Yep. Poor everyone else who had to deal with him. Um, and, yeah, other than that, like, it's hilarious. Looking at the card, the, the, they had Allied Powers versus the Blue Brothers, who were just the Harris Brothers as mountain men. Uh, he had Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy with special guest referee Larry Young. Now, a lot of people, oh. including Brian, yes, exactly. A lot of people, including Brian, may be asking, who the hell is Larry Young? Well, I'll answer it for you. He was an American League referee, or umpire, excuse me, and um, I guess he uh, was a wrestling fan, and so they had him as a unannounced referee. He wasn't uh, announced ahead of time. Uh, him and Pat Patterson both got to be uh, referees on this show tonight. When was Pat Patterson referee? Uh, he was a referee for the main event. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Good job watching the shows, it. Brian. As always. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. He also Larry Young actually has a uh, Wikipedia page. Um, Does he? Yes. Uh, let's Does see here. His, his most well, actually, well, his his Wikipedia page is very, very young, or very, very short. Excuse me. And uh, yeah, him uh, being the referee for Undertaker versus King Kong Bundy was actually one of the more notable things on here. Uh, he also, during a game in April 2001, uh, had a ball hit him in the head but uh, during an Arizona-St. Louis game. Go figure. Yes. McGuire on Thursday, I helped out. Uh, so do you have anything else to say about uh, WrestleMania 11, Brian? Not really. It was the most pathetic WrestleMania that I think there was. The grandest stage of them all. And it was pathetic. And also, yes, they announced during the show the debut of the In Your House series, which uh, they were also going to give away a house. Was, which we haven't done that, yet on this funny. show. Yes. I, I actually had to laugh because, uh, you know, the whole reason why they're giving away a house was to get people to watch the show. But if you think about it, watching the show was not a prerequisite for, you know, Winning the house? No, it was not. No. Uh, and so that was the show. Um, oh yeah, and of course, uh, this was the pro wrestling debut, not only of LT, but of Mongo McMichael. Dear God, he he Did was the where he was. Yes, uh, the Jr. through his contacts at the NFL got a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, football players to be in LT's corner and uh, battle uh, Ted DiBiase's crew of heels, and uh, Mongo was one of them. Uh, th- Maybe that inspired th- Mongo th- to be the great WCW wrestler that he wasn't. And the great WCW announcer that he wasn't. This is true. And actually, if you go back and um, I guess a few Raws before this, they had him out doing commentary. I'm afraid to go back and watch. 
Yes. They're gone. Is that on the network? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Well, so that's WrestleMania 11. We then move to uh, WrestleMania 12 in the Anaheim Mm. Pond, Anaheim, Massachusetts, where 15,000, 16,000 people, yeah, they all came to watch Ultimate Warrior versus Triple H. Yep. That exactly. It, the crowd was dead for almost the entire show, including the vast majority of the main event. Just you know, saying mm-hmm. that, uh, with thousands of people actually leaving during the main event. They left Sorry during the main. Yeah, they left during the main event of WrestleMania, Brian. That just tells you how awesome this show was. Yes, and it's funny because. In the build to this show, the most well-built storyline was between the Nacho Man and the Huckster. Who was on the free-for-all. Yes, because uh, they were afraid the WCW was going to sue them uh, if they put what basically was Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage on the (laughs) pay-per-view. And, uh, yeah, this was just... Uh, Sean and Brett, of course, had their 60-minute Iron Man match that went 62 minutes. Shawn Michaels had yet another flip out on pay-per-view. It's becoming a habit with him, you notice? Yeah, um, it's a trend. Trending now. Yeah. Trending now. The number one trend <laughs> in the world is hashtag Shawn Michaels flips out. Yes. I'm sure it is. I'm telling you, it is. Uh, oh, yes. And so then um, this show, you know, not a whole lot better than WrestleMania 11. It was the WrestleMania debut of, among other people, Vader, uh, a gold dust, and Savio Vega. Oh, yeah, and also two people who may have become a big deal later on, Triple H and this dude, this blonde hair guy from WCW. I don't think he really did much with his career. Steve no. Austin. And I think no, it was the ringmaster. The hell, I'm just gonna get your names right. Well, actually, he was Stone Cold Steve Austin during the show, so mm. get your names right, bitch. Um, whore, prick, slut, the Miz, Brian. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yep. That's right. I just went there. Britta. Uh-huh. Who? Britta. Who? I'm a water thing. No. No. I, if you watch Community, you'd know what an insult that was. Oh, well, I will take it with a grain of salt. You just totally Britted this show, Brian. I'm sorry, Emerson. And so, anyway... Uh, what else? What were we talking about? WrestleMania 12. What are your thoughts, Brian? Uh, eh, it's, it is a bit better than WrestleMania 11, and it did feature the debuts of many future stars and the return of the Ultimate Warrior. But like you said, the crowd was dead for most of the show, and it was just eh, it was an ass show. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, also the WrestleMania debut of Ahmed Johnson. How did we forget to mention that? 
That's all Ben Johnson for you. Gosh. I know. He He's a uh, high flyer of the highest magnitude. Oh, yeah. He puts El Dandy to shame. Uh-huh. I know. And this actually was the last actual match at WrestleMania for Ultimate Warrior. He left in July and then was in WCW for a cup of coffee long enough to have one of the worst matches in wrestling history. And then, uh, you know, that was it. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and then, so that was it for WrestleMania 12. You know, that was a quick one. So exciting. <laughs> I know. WrestleMania 13. The From Chicago. The bottoming out WrestleMania. This show, you know, last year, WWE had WrestleMania simultaneously on the network and live on pay-per-view and still did 667,000 pay-per-view buys. You know. Impressive. And that was with people paying full price when they had the option to pay 10 bucks and watch it on the network. Do you know how much, how many buys WrestleMania 13 did, Brian? I'm going to say they didn't break 50,000. No, they did more than 50. Uh, I'll give you a hint. That year, four different WCW pay-per-views did a higher buy rate. Wow, that's kind of sad. (laughs) This This was not even the biggest WF buy rate of the year. Survivor Series with Brett and Sean did 250,000 buys, and it was the most bought show of the year. So that tells you a WrestleMania 13. Yep, WrestleMania 13 did 237,000 buys. Wow. And we were one of them, weren't we? uh, No, actually we weren't. Um, Uncensored, which was the week before, did 300,000 buys. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, and this show, why would anyone buy it? Um, Good Shawn idea. Michaels, Good question. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, of course, went down with his career-ending knee injury, uh, which was career-ending and lasted about two months, um, and gave us the main event of The Undertaker Versus Sid. Mm. I think I told you this, Brian, but when I play poker, the match that I imagine, what I imagine, so I could get a good poker face, is Undertaker (laughs) and Sid in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, well, it was unlucky 13, so. It's amazing, because without that Bret Hart-Steve Austin match, which was probably the best match in WrestleMania history, or if not the best, and at least the one that led to the making bonzo amounts of money because it turned, yeah. obviously, Austin into, ba- into a baby face, and that built from there. This show, without that, would have been the worst pay- the, the worst WrestleMania of all time, and probably, you know, one of the worst pay-per-views of all time. Oh, come on, Emerson. It gave us such great matches like Rocky Maivia versus Sultan. Come on. Come on, man. And then the it also had um, 
elimination. It also has the new black jacks. Yes, the new black jacks, the Godwins, uh, the Headbangers, and the greatest tag team in the history of the World Wrestling Federation, Doug Furness and Philip Lafon, uh, in a four corners elimination match. It had Owen Hart and Davy Boy Smith going to a double count out with Vader and Mankind. The second best match on the show was the Chicago Street Fight. That. <laughs> no, the funny thing is, that was actually a pretty decent little match. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, but it's like, <laughs> it, it's so amazing to think that Ahmed Johnson, Crush, Savio Vega were in the second best match at WrestleMania, by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then, uh, whatchamacallit, that Undertaker-Sid match with entrances and pre-match shenanigans and, you know, the post-match celebration, it went 40 minutes. I remember you saying that. Yeah, the match itself went 22 minutes, and then they had Shawn Michaels come out to do commentary, and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 13 in the middle of the Monday Night War, flashes the NWO for life hand sign. Shawn Michaels for you. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Undertaker came out, and it takes him 10 minutes to walk to the ring. And Sid came out, and it takes him 10 minutes to walk to the ring. And then Bret Hart came out, and he got powerbombed by Sid. And then they had a 22-minute match. And then... <laughs> Like, it's amazing how much time got eaten up in this match. This has Vince Russo all over it, am I right? No, it's sad because Russo Demon start writing the show for another month. Oh, dear God. I, didn't, I can't even blame Russo for this? What? No, you can't. And the sad thing dear is some God, of these matches why? went so absurdly long. Like, the tag title match went 17 minutes. Why? Like, why did... Well, yeah, exactly. Why did a match between two heel teams... Go 17 minutes. Like, it's funny because you couldn't even add another match. Like, what what two guys could they have had do a match? Like, the free-for-all match was Billy Gunn versus Flash Funk. Well. <laughs> like, I mean, that match, you know, probably would have been, I don't know, third best match on the show. <laughs> Fourth best Bad match. Bad show. Yeah. It's... Like, we had Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Goldust, which went 15 very long minutes. Rocky Might Be in the Sultan went 10 minutes. It wow. just, wow, this show just. Drug? Like, yeah. Like, Steve Austin, of course, became the number one babyface. Bret Hart became the number one heel. And it just, you know, without that match, what would WrestleMania 13 have been? And actually, I like to look back. Like say Steve, uh, say Shawn Michaels didn't suffer his career-ending knee injury and had the match with Brett. Who would Steve Austin have wrestled? I don't know. Exactly. I've always asked that, and no one can. No one really knows because he like, was feuding with Brett, but it's like yeah, Brett was programmed with Shawn for Mania. Under they had already decided they were going to do Undertaker and Sid. Uh, you know, he was sort of doing something with the bulldog, 
but Bulldog was tag team champion. Hunter and Goldust had their little feud. They, I don't, I can't imagine they would have wasted him on Rocky Maivia, but like Rocky Maivia was the next person to go to. Maybe yeah, Vader. Yeah. Maybe they would have turned Vader babyface and did Austin and Vader. Maybe. I don't know. That would have been a tough call. It's it's hilarious because I, I can't imagine what they would have done with him. Well, Steve, you're off the show. You're off the show. What? Yeah. You're exactly. With. What? So it, it's like, on the show. It, it's like the show that uh, led to Steve Austin becoming the top wrestler in the world. Uh, he would he could have been in a nothing match, maybe Shamrock, but you know Shamrock. I don't think they would have wasted his first match on a rushed build because they just finished signing him in the middle of February. Maybe they yeah. would have, but, you know, yeah. So that's WrestleMania 13, a show so horrible <laughs> that I still say the Brett, time versus, on it. Yeah, the Brett versus Sid Cage match on Raw from the week before was better than almost everything on this show. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Then we go to Boston. Boston. Fleet Center in Boston for WrestleMania 14, where the WWF hired every sleazy celebrity they could find to be part of this show, including Jennifer Flowers, who was involved in the Bill Clinton situation, and Pete Rose. Ah. Pete Rose, of course, did his first of uh, three WrestleManias where he, uh, this time, he came out, turned. It, it kind of makes no sense because Keen is the heel in the number two match at WrestleMania, and he came out to Tombstone Pete Rose, who was out there cutting a heel promo on the crowd. And Keen, who probably got the, and got the biggest pop of the night. Well, no, Austin he's really got the biggest pop. No. No. This Close show, um, you know, at least of the five match, of the five WrestleManias that we're reviewing tonight, was the best show of the five. I don't know. Fifteen wasn't that bad, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, fifteen was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Well. we'll get to that in just yeah. a minute. But this was, of course, the official beginning of the Austin era, where you and know, and the Austin era. Has begun. Yes. Where DX's Mike Tyson uh, counted the three and had Austin win and then KO'd Shawn Michaels and he punched Shawn so hard that Shawn didn't wrestle for four and a half years. That Mike Tyson, you man, he's just a steal. I know. Um, also on this mat, also on this show, and for some reason I had to mention the second, was the only time the light heavyweight championship was on the line at WrestleMania when Taka Michinoko defeated Agula. Hmm. Agula would later take his mask off and became S.A. Rios and, you know, was the person that uh, started with Lita. Of course. Come on. Um, Bulls entering WWF debut, um, teaming with Mark Merrill in a mixed tag against Luna and the artist formerly known as Goldust. Uh, 
Yes. Kane making his in-ring debut against... Uh, that's all I lied. He made his WrestleMania debut yeah, against like, The Undertaker. I'm like, what the hell are you smoking? <laughs> Good stuff. I'm reading about the, the, the events that also occurred in 1998. Yes. Like, he made his first WrestleMania match. How about that? See, you know this, Emerson. What was the top toy in 1998 for Christmas? The top toy? Wasn't it... Oh, it was Furby's that year? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Furby. Yes. And then... Why are, you asking, else? why are you asking random trivia? Because I, I'm looking at the WrestleMania time capsule that WWE.com has for 1998. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Armageddon came out. By the way, you want to know how much of a mark I was in 1998? How much, Emerson? Rocky Maivia and Ken Shamrock had their match for the IC title. Shamrock Mm -hmm. won in five minutes and then uh, beat up every referee and then took a reverse decision disqualification. And me, being the the guy with smarticle particles, um, I thought that was a shoot. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry you admit to that. Yep. Um, And also the 15-team Battle Royal. Oh, boy. Dear God. Yes. Um, Now, if they were to do a 15-team Battle Royal these days, you think they'd have some really weird... Yeah. Not even close. They would have so many teams created, it would be unbelievable. Yeah, so you think, wow, that sounds stupid. And then so at WrestleMania, 15, or WrestleMania 14, some of the 15 teams included Bradshaw and Chains, um, Steve Blackman and Flash Funk. And I think the only team that they put together that stayed together eventually was Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher. Yes. So three teams that have never teamed before were literally in the match because they needed three more teams. Sad. Yes. They had D'Lo and Mark Henry as a team, Farouk and Kama, the new Midnight Express. I'm not sure you confused with the old Midnight Express. Yes. Honestly, it would have been better to just get beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan. Uh, Recon yeah. and Sniper. <laughs> Uh, one of them was, of course, Bull Buchanan. Uh, I forget which one it was, but, you know, just look at them. The one that looks like Bull Buchanan was Bull Buchanan. Really, Emerson? Uh, That's a pretty good operation. Yeah. I know. Jesus was in the match. Jesus. Jesus Castillo and Jose Estrada. Yes. And Savio Vega and Miguel Perez. This was just, this was a Vince Russo classic. And, of course, there's one... <laughs> I can blame this one on Russo? Yes, you can blame the 15-team Battle Royal on Vince Russo. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. Uh, and then, uh, and so, yeah, then that was WrestleMania 14. The Austin era kicked off. And it's funny because we commented in 1995, there were no top heels to work with uh, after Mania. And this time, again, there were really no top heels. No. Like after, since Michael was leaving, on this show you had heels of 
Uh, Rocky Maivia, who is nowhere near ready for that position yet. Um, Triple H, who kind of got the de facto house show run with Austin out of it. He got the house show jobs that Sean was going to have. Um, the New Age Outlaws, who sure as hell weren't going to face him, and Kane. So then, of course, they turned Cactus Jack heel. Which, you know, hey, you, you know what? They had no top heels. They turned Cactus heel, and they turned Mr. McMahon heel. And Thank God for that. <laughs> it, was, it was, of course, mostly McMahon. And it was like so... Like, this is part of the reason why it'll never work again. Because McMahon had so much heat. Because everyone knew he was the reason Bret Hart wasn't in the company anymore. That he's the one that screwed Bret Hart. And they fucking hated his guts. And so then... Uh, whatchamacallit. So he had a shitload of heat. So every heel that he was associated with had a shitload of heat. And it led to a shit ton of money being drawn in the process. This is true. This is very true. All right, so now we get to the show that Brian didn't watch. WrestleMania 15, the Raging Climax, with some real shit. This I still don't think it was that bad. Again, once again, Brian did not actually watch this show. I remember this show, though, but I didn't think it was that bad. (sighs) Well, where should we begin, Brian? From the beginning, of course. Okay. Billy Gunn defended his hardcore title against Al Snow and Bob Hawley. Why was Billy Gunn the champion? Well, it's simple, folks. Bob Hawley and Al Snow were feuding with the Road Dog. Meanwhile, Billy Gunn was feuding with Goldust, Ken Shamrock, and Val Venus. Suddenly, two weeks before WrestleMania, Vince, or Vince Russo got it in his head to switch up the matches. And suddenly had Billy Gunn win the hardcore Yeah, he suddenly had Billy Gunn win the hardcore title and Road Dog win the Intercontinental title and switched those matches back asswards. Which made absolutely no sense. And probably made the matches worse has uh, because of it. Vince Russo, enough said. Yes, Bob Holly did regain his hardcore title uh, in the match. It went seven minutes, and honestly, maybe the second best match on the show, maybe the third best match. And that should tell you the level of matches that we have to go here. Yes, Brian. Oh. Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett, the WWF Tag Team Champions, defended their belts at WrestleMania. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who were his opponents, Brian? I'm not in front of my computer right now. It was the number one contending tag team of D'Lo Brown and Tess. And Mark Henry. Oh, Tess. No. Oh, that's Tess. Right, they, won the, they, they won the Battle Royal on uh, the three-for-all. Yes, on Heat, actually. And now, during this said during said Battle Royal, um, that, they de- that they determined the number one contenders to the tag team titles during, um, you had teams like the Acolytes, Too Much, Disciples of Apocalypse, the Hardy Boys, Legion of Doom, Midian and Viscera, and Public Enemy. 
And the winners were D'Lo Brown and Test. Hmm. Test was a Vince heel. I smell Vince Russo. What was that? Yes. I smell Test Vince Russo. Test was a heel in the corporation. D'Lo was a baby face. The match went less than four minutes, and it was Owen Hart's last WrestleMania match. Yeah. Thank you, Vince Russo. And then, if those first two matches didn't light your world on fire, we got the only shoot match in WrestleMania history. Butterbean versus Art Gun. But, uh, let, let's, you know, go back, you know, just a little bit. Okay. Um, you do that. Brian, do you remember the Brawl for All? Very vaguely, yes. It was WF's attempt to do a shoot tournament and propel Dr. Death Steve Williams into a, a main event feud with Steve Austin. Now, that brings me to the obvious next question. If they were going to use Why? it literally... They were God. doing it literally to make Steve Williams into a main eventer to wrestle Steve Austin. Why didn't they just work the fucking tournament? Instead, Steve Williams goes out there. His only win is against Pierre of the Quebecers, who, by the way, if you recall, has one eye. And there he is in a boxing match with a guy that they've booked to win the fucking thing. And then he goes into his next match. They switch the brackets on Bart Gunn. That's another story that, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Bart Gunn told in a shoot interview. The way the brackets originally set up, he was supposed to, they were on opposite sides, and they would have fought in the finals. So instead, they switch it and have Bart Gunn fight Dr. Death in the second round. And they and Bart Gunn famously asked Jim Ross, will he get any heat when he knocks out JR's boy? And sure enough, Bart Gunn knocked the fucking shit out of Dr. Death Steve Williams on a live episode of Raw. They could not get Dr. Death out of the ring. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, they literally had Owen Hart go out and cut his promo with Dr. Death still in the corner being attended to. (laughs) Uh, I remember that. And so, so after Doc, after Bart Gunn wallops the shit out of the person who was supposed to win, he then wallops the shit out of Godfather, and then the the finals was perhaps the funniest thing of all time because you could see the look on Bradshaw's face because he was like, "Oh my God, I'm going to get killed." Like <laughs> Bart Gunn, Bart Gunn had the look on his face like he's going to kill the next motherfucker who walks in front of him, and Bradshaw is just like. Can I drop out and let Draws fight instead? <laughs> and I Bart Gunn won. Yeah, Bart Gunn won in thirty seconds. Now, of course, did Bart Gunn get the main event run with Steve Austin? No. No. Thank God. It, did Bart Gunn get a push afterwards? Like, 
did they like see how he was as a shooter and put him with the with in the group with Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman and Dan Severn because they had a little angle going there with you know the shooters. Did they do that? No. No. Bart Gunn was immediately taken off television, and he was not. He, he didn't. I think he came on TV once. He was on an episode of Shotgun Saturday Night accepting his award for winning the Brawl for All, and that was it. Like, he then was taken off of TV, off of the road, and he went on a, into training because they ended up putting him in the ring at WrestleMania with Butterbean. Now, Butterbean is a joke fighter. Sorry to break it to you, Brian, but, you know, he, he is. You know, and allegedly, they didn't think that uh, – um, they actually thought that Bart Gunn was going to win. And that was the whole reason why they did it. And then Bart really? Bean knocked his fucking head off. Like, it was just sad. Like, he get like the first hit of the fight, Butterbean, shoot, Butterbean punches him in the face – and Bart Gunn does a 360 and has this look on his face like, oh, my God, I'm dead. And <laughs> he gets knocked Fuck down once. Yes. Vinny Pazienza, by the way, was the referee for this. He gets knocked down. He stands up, tells the referee he's good. And, Bart, and Butterbean hit him with the nastiest-looking punch in a long-ass time. <laughs> And Bart Gunn, Bart Gunn got get killed. Up? No. Thankfully, at least for him, you know, he didn't have the uh, the thing where, with uh, what shall we call it, uh, with uh, Steve Williams, where it took him twenty minutes to get out of the ring. But yeah. you know, let me let me find the brackets for the brawl for all because there were injuries all up and down that show, and I think the only person who was still in WWE like two years later was fucking Bradshaw. You know, it ended up with, uh, because then six months later, Vince McMahon uh, told Jim Ross to fire his good friend, Dr. Steve Williams, and, you know, there's nothing to do there. They fired Bart Gunn after he lost to Butterbean. Um, Let's see here. Uh, uh, Steve Blackman was injured, and uh, so he had to pull out of his first or of his second round match. Um, Dan Severn uh, got pulled from the tournament because uh, they wanted Steve Williams to win, so they didn't want him fighting someone who could probably beat him. Um, Godfather got injured. Bradshaw got injured. Draws got injured. Uh, Savio Vega got injured. It was just one injury after another. And it's amazing. One of the few people who didn't get injured was the guy with one eye. <laughs> cool, Pierre. Yeah. It's like Darren Drozdov was like the next to last person employed out of this tournament. And, of course, he was – I can't say – he was basically employed out of sympathy because, if, you know, Dilo dropped him on his head and paralyzed him, and that was that. Um, and it was just – yeah. Unfortunately, what can you do? Yeah. And that was that was that. Um and so then after they scooped up Bart Gunn and carried him out of the ring, 
it was time for Mankind versus the Big Show Paul White. The Big mm. Show... Yeah, okay, WWF sure was on fire mm-hmm. in 1999, but they uh, spent all this money to get the giant from WCW. He debuted at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, and one month and one week later... On Raw, with no build, he does a clean job for Steve Austin. Yeah, well. <laughs> Go for it. So, yes, and so, of course, come WrestleMania, it's it, in the match where the winner got to be in the got to be the referee for the main event, Mankind defeated the Big Show by disqualification when Big Show beat him up with a chair. And, of course, Big Show then turned babyface because Vince came out and wondering why the hell he did that. So Big Show punched him in the face. Go figure. We then got Road Dog, Goldust, Ken Shamrock, and Val Venus in a Four Corners elimination match for the Intercontinental title. That was crap. Road Dog won pinning Goldust when the Blue Meanie... Uh, accidentally tripped Goldust. Actually, it wasn't even me. It was a Ryan Shamrock. That was, that was uh, the reason why. Yeah, that was the reason why Billy Gunn was supposed to be in the match because it was uh, the three people that Ryan Shamrock fucked, and then Ken Shamrock. And which, yeah, by the way, Ken, Sham- Ken Shamrock and Ryan Shamrock, sisters on TV, dating in real life. So yeah, they, they all got their turn. Yeah, and so of course you know. They put Road Dog in the match, and Road Dog didn't get a go round with Ryan. Um, the second longest match of the night, Triple H versus Kane. It went 11 minutes, which just tells you how long the rest of the show went. Um, Kane pile drove Pete Rose before the match, and then he won by disqualification when China turned on Kane. In theory, turning babyface and rejoining DX. Yes. Yes. Brian, remember when I said, remember when I said Sable had her first match WrestleMania 14? It was, you know, promising. Yeah. Well, she had yeah. her second WrestleMania match at WrestleMania 15 against Tori, not Tori Wilson, but Tori. The coach and from the first tough enough. Was it the first tough enough? I thought she was the second tough enough. No, she was she was the coach in the first one. Well, whichever, because I just she sucked. Watching them all. <laughs> she she sucked, and so did Sable. And yeah, well, yeah, they they both suck. Yeah, you're right. And the ma- well, tell Brock Lesnar that Sable sucks. I'm sure she does. I I, I fucking dare you to do that. I think I'll pass. Thanks for the offer, though. <laughs> um, and Sable wins when Nicole Bass debuts and beats up Tori. The only she's person... a Bass man. Oh, she's a Bass man. Oh, fuck. Nicole Bass may be like the third manliest person on the show. 
Actually, Stephen Regal wasn't on the show, so he, she was the second manliest person on the show, I think. <laughs> you only get her third? Yeah. Well, I thought Stephen Regal was in the Battle Royal, and you know, he was a real man's man, but he wasn't. So. No. Um, and then we had the first ever singles match for Shane McMahon as he defended the European Championship against X-Pac. Yes, he's never had a singles match before in his life, and he's the European champion. How is that, Emerson? Do you remember, Brian? Yes, actually I do. <laughs> oh, what happened? Didn't he strip Midian of the title and just give it to himself? No, that he what that was the other way around. But no, he won a tag team match where playa where him and Kane defeated X Pac and Triple H while X Pac was champion and it had the rule that if anybody pinned X Pac, Shane win or if anyone pins X Pac they win the title. And Shane pinned them. Mm-hmm. And so remember two minutes ago when I said that China turned on Kane and turned babyface and rejoined DX with Hunter? Yeah. Well, China and Hunter both then turned heel on X-Pac and um, helped Uh. Shane McMahon the European title. And so then Kane turned babyface by running out for the save. Well, by running out for the save, I mean like he walked at Kane speed to the ring and by that time, Hunter and Shane and China both like ran halfway to Baltimore, um, and you know that because Kane is slow, Brian. That that, that the way, became the push for Triple H. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. And six months later, well, six months later, he was like a three-time champion already. But five months later, yeah. he won the title. Um, and then, by the way, the story that you were trying to say. Uh, Shane McMahon then vacated the European title a week later because he had nothing else to prove. And then Midian found the European title in Shane McMahon's bag, and uh, Shane let him have it. Huh. Sounds like Hacksaw was finding the U.S. title in a garbage can. Well, it was the television title. Yes. Actually, I don't know what was worse. Hacksaw finding it in a garbage can. Well, we then get the the WrestleMania debuts of Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. Now, Brian, did Edge, Christian, and Gangrel have a hot six-man tag team match with another hot three uh, trio? No, they did not. Did Edge, Christian, and Gangrel like have a six-man tag with anybody? Emerson, they didn't even wrestle. What? So wait, you're going to tell me that instead of them wrestling, they had Undertaker versus Big Boss Man in a Hell in a Cell match. Undertaker won one of the worst Hell in a Cell matches ever, and then they repelled from the rafters with a noose and hung the Big Boss Man from the Hell in a Cell cage? You know what, Emerson? That's exactly what I'm telling you. Took the words out of my mouth. I know. How did I guess that? Luck. Luck. I know. Um, I can never say this was the worst Hell in a Cell match just because Undertaker versus Randy Orton was so boring. And then 
Shawn Michaels was Triple H was even longer and even boring. Like, Shawn Michaels and Triple H went like 48 minutes. Like, for the love of Christ, why the hell would they do that? Yeah, shit happens. Hug. So then in the main event, Steve Austin pinned The Rock to win the WWF title. Undertaker and Sid got 22 minutes. Sean, uh, Steve Austin and a crippled Shawn Michaels got 20 minutes. Brett and Shawn got 60 minutes. And Diesel and Shawn got 20 minutes. Now, Brian, how long do you think uh, Austin Rock got? Did they even go 15? They actually did. They went 16. Okay. I, see that. I know. And, yeah, that was – yeah. They had the shortest title match of the five that we did today. And probably had the best one of the five. Oh, yeah. Not by much, because this, this really was a bit of an overrated match. But, you know, because they obviously have had much better, and we'll talk about them having much better in future episodes actually next week. Do you have anything else to say about this crappy WrestleMania? Have you changed your mind yet? Is it, do, you, uh, do you still think this was a good show? I didn't say it was a good show. I said it wasn't that bad. Well, I dare you to watch it. Probably will end up watching one of these days. Well, uh, you know, I've got to punish you, right? <laughs> no. You're not making yep. me watch what I'm calling. What's what? The Room? Yeah. No, sa- sadly, I can't wa- make you watch The Room. But uh, what I am going to do instead um, is I'm going to have you watch WrestleMania 2000. Oh, God. Yes, they skipped the next 1,985 WrestleManias and went straight to the 2,000th Mania. And that's what we're doing next week. And yes, Brian, if you don't... And Brian, if you don't watch the show, I'm not letting you on the show next week. Can you let me... Can I, like, do X7? Nope. That's my favorite one, damn it. Well, if you would have watched 15, I would have thought about it, but... You couldn't even. You didn't do what I asked you to. Bastard. At least I was honest with you. So you have to be punished. No. Yep. Well, then you're out on the show next week, Brian. Fine. I'll watch it. Yeah. Damn right you will. For our 49th episode. And so that's going to do it for this week, Brian. Brian, we've done 48 episodes. I know, 48. Hmm. Yes, and as a reminder to everyone what we're going to be doing for the 50th episode, here's George Norrie. Talking about the possibility of a plague in Eastern Europe. Is it real? Is it man-made? Could it come here? Also, giants and demons and some other issues with none other than Stephen Quayle next on Coast to Coast AM. You even know what Coast to Coast AM is? Nope. A, 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 a podcast? No, it's a radio show that uh, talks about uh, the paranormal and the supernatural. And it airs seven huh. days a week at the at the key time slot of 1 to 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nice. Nice. Yes. So, Brian, uh, we're like to... for this. 
Oh, by the way, before I go, I want to let you know I've got my San Jose trip mostly planned. What is your plan, Emerson? Oh, I'm going to be in on – I'm going to fly in on Wednesday, and then Thursday I'm doing uh, – what the hell am I doing Thursday? I don't have a – oh, yeah, I'm doing Access. Oh, I bought a VIP ticket for Access, and I'm going to meet Ric Flair. I then, depending on what time it is, I may do the Evolve show that night. And then Friday, doing WrestleCon all day, then doing um, the Figure Four Weekly Dinner at Fogo de Chao, and then doing uh, King of Indies Night One, or the ROH show, if I can get a ticket to that. Um, Saturday, uh, depending on if I can... There's actually a whole bunch of stuff on Saturday, I can't even remember. But I know I'm doing the JR show, mostly because for... I'm only spending $20 and getting the $75 ticket where I get the VIP meet and greet with JR. Nice, nice. And Yeah. And then at 4 o'clock, um, if, I can't get a t- if I'm not getting a good ticket to the Hall of Fame, I'm just going to go see a wrestling show at 4, uh, the, the Mercury Rising show. And then at 8 o'clock is the WrestleCon show with the match I'm most looking forward to. Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus the Hardy Boys. That's a good match to look forward to. Yes. And then Sunday, I'm going to, depending on when I wake up Sunday, I'm either going to go to Sunday Morning Access or the WrestleCon Brunch. And then, of course, WrestleMania. Nice. Speaking of WrestleCon, I'm looking at all the appearances uh, at this year's WrestleCon. Yes. I'm not going to meet Rey Mysterio, I don't think. Why not? Uh, because um, he's only going to be there for a finite amount of time, and the line is probably going to be so long. Um, it'll depend. Like, when I get there, I'll see, but I don't think I'm going to. I mean, I mean, you have appearances by Shane Helms again, Vader, well, Stacy Carter. Well, so many of them. Cat? Yeah, Lita? so many of them I've already seen. So it's like Kelly, 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 we'll Kelly. See. Yes, Sabu? Barbie Blank. Already met oh. Sabu. Uh, Mercury or Morrison? Sorry. Yeah, no, not Nitro. Let's see who else. Molina. Oh, Molina. Oh. Hmm. Yes. Buffalo. Or met Tatanka. Oh. Huh. Well, Brian. Kurt Hawkins? I, I'll trust me. I'm going to meet my boy Kurt Hawkins. I wish Tyler Rex would be Bischoff? there. But probably going to meet Bischoff? the Bish. Probably going to meet the Bish. But, Brian, again, I'm actually oh. going. We're actually going to cut it off now because you and I have something to do in a little bit. Um, and I've got to go to the bathroom first. So. Yes. Actually, give, give me, like, wait till like, 1130. I'm going to go grab a shower. That's the plan. It's 11:30, and now that everyone knows our plans, we're going to go. Until next week. So long, everyone. <laughs> Diabetes. 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 I was losing my ice cream. I was losing my apple pie. I was getting up every 15 or 20 minutes all through the night. 
addiction. I lost all my apple pie. I was scared. Wasn't afraid to die. I was scared. I might have to live a long time feeling like I felt diabetes. And I really wasn't interested in that diabetes. I had an unquenchable thirst. See if I'm not right. Diabetes. I was scared to death. I was experiencing symptoms that were strained. Diabetes. I'll start when I was first diagnosed. Diabetes. So finally, at the urging of the ones who love me the most, Wilfred, if you want to get better, the faster you'll get better and the better you'll feel. And ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly the way it's been. Through the years, the better I feel. And I've slipped up, the better I feel. And I've eaten my family. Uh, diabetes. And I do my doctor diabetes. But I want to tell you, I do feel better. Diabetes. My best friend and partner, Dick Richards, diabetes. Liberty Medical is a company that's staffed with people, diabetics. And it is a dilemma. When you're first diagnosed, I was scared. I like to say we will, we will, uh, there are so many new ways for you to treat your diabetes. There are people, more people, obey these simple rules. Diabetes. Uh, I promise you, diabetes. Uh, I'm surrounded by diabetes. Thanks for your time. Have a good diabetes. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.